Welcome back to the Cherry Pickin' Podcast. This is Ziggy. This is Donnie. And Dylan. On today's episode, we will be talking about Fallout from the Runner. They are currently, there is currently one active sports league that we know of, the Belarusian Soccer League in the entire world, but we're going to be speaking on all of the major sports leagues' reaction to the coronavirus, whether we feel like it was you know, the proper adequate reaction, whether we think that they really misstepped. Second to that, in the second half of today's episode, we will also be talking about um, kind of our, the players that we respect from our rival team. So we all support different fan bases, right? I'm Ziggy's out of, I spoke in third person there. I'm out of Pittsburgh. Don is more of a, of a New York kind of guy, your most basic New Yorker who just likes the basic teams. And uh, Fritz is Philly. I think, right? You're Philly, not Jersey. Anywho. Not Pittsburgh. He's not, he's not a Pittsburgh fan. He's not, he's not Pittsburgh. Yeah. We're going to be talking about the teams. We all have rivals in the respective sports, but there are players that we still respect at the end of the day, even if we don't when they're playing each other. We'll be speaking on those and having some good uh, reactions to that. But first, our sponsor, there isn't one. We don't have a sponsor this season as of yet. If you would like to sponsor us, send us a, uh, an email at cherrypickingpod at gmail.com. Alrighty. Alrighty, Don. You did majority of the research on the stuff. We're going to let you take the head. Let's, uh, let's start with the leagues that you, know, you feel yeah. are having a good reaction to yeah, this. So, so to mainly, mainly going to focus on the major sports leagues. So we got the NBA, NHL, MLB, NFL. We're going to talk about the NCAA also. But, but yeah, like you said, going to focus on First, focus on the leagues that have done a good job of uh, with their response to the coronavirus. And we're going to start with the MLB. So the MLB, you know, kind of – the MLB is in a shit show phase right now, um, given that they have, you know, the Astros uh, scandal, and then they had the Red Sox scandal, and, and everybody's kind of coming out with all the cheating stuff. But, but with this coronavirus stuff, they've done a pretty good job. Um, I feel like in their response to it, like for instance, um, right when everything was kind of going to shit, they talked with their owners and all that stuff. And they, they made the decision that spring training camps were all going to get shut down uh, and all organized team activity was going to get suspended. And if you needed to work out, it was going to be an individual thing, which is good. So they let players stay at the spring training facilities if they needed to. Uh, for instance, Garrett Cole, this is just with the Yankees. With, with what I've been following, Garrett Cole and manager Aaron Boone played catch a few days ago in Florida at their spring training facility. The batting coach, hitting coach Marcus Timms was running workouts. He was wearing latex gloves. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, they, they shut the season down. And because of the state of our country, it could start up in maybe June again. Rob Manfred talked a few days ago. Uh, they're definitely not playing a 162-game season, which is smart. Um, and, you know, and, and then there's guys like Masahiro Tanaka, who left the U.S. and went back to their native country, uh, Japan, amid the spike in cases and all that stuff. But all things considered, the, the MLB has taken all the, the best precautions in order to protect their players, protect their fans, um, in order, you know, to, to 
combat this virus as best as possible. There's also been a lot of talk in recent years about potentially shortening an MLB season. I don't know if it would be shortened by this degree. Because, right, if you, if, you, if you take out, what is that, two months? This would be, two this months would be year, a major thing. Yeah, this would be an absolutely year. major thing yeah. that would I mean, change you're gonna, the you're landscape. Gonna lose, you're going to lose what? 30, 40 some odd games? Yeah. Right? Maybe some double headers. Absolutely. Like but I think, yeah. I think you would kind of get a glimpse, um, potentially. Either I don't know, would they take the route of cutting games? Yes. But like, yeah, like, they would I, cut games. Obviously. But do you think they're going to they're gonna keep the same separation between games? Or do you think they're going to try to cram even more into well, a very tightly packed schedule? Well, well, players need, I think, through the MLB rules, it's either, players need four weeks to prepare for a regular season. So spring training is what around like two months, maybe or something like that. Month Correct. And a half. Yeah. Um, so that's that's more than four weeks. But these players need at least four weeks, and they're probably going to take a little bit longer than that to prepare for games. So I would assume that they would <clears throat> that they honestly would keep like the same like series, maybe like three game series, maybe have some two game series, um, maybe even get rid of all four game series and just do all three game series throughout the year. But it would definitely be a shortened season. But be a lot of doubleheaders too. They talk. I about think that. there'd there'd be a lot of doubleheaders. Yeah. Bud Black, Bud Black talked about that a lot. Were, when they talk about uh, expanding rosters as well, if they were yeah going to have doubleheaders, yeah, yeah. Well, they would and have then, to. And then the whole thing with the minor league too in the MLB is that if you're not um, baseball money is guaranteed, and if you're not on a major league roster, your money is not guaranteed. That's a little thing right there that a lot of people don't know. So a lot of these minor league guys that were in spring training were basically playing as like volunteers and they weren't getting paid really. And they were waiting until the end of spring training to see if they were going to make that major league roster and make that major league money, or if they were going to be making minor league money. And the MLB has also taken, you know, some money out. They've cut salaries of the higher ups and are giving it to minor league players. And then guys like Shin Su Chu, um, mm-hmm. he's donating, like, I think it's a thousand dollars to each minor league player in the Rangers system, which is, right. which incre- is, it's incredible. it's incredible. Yeah. Just to hold them over a little bit. I'm pretty sure yeah. it was 150 players in the system too. So that's, yeah. And that's dollars. Yeah. Which is, you know, which, which is, is him. That's plenty that's, of that's, money. That's, yeah. And, and to yeah. him, that's nothing. But which it doesn't great. matter. It's still so much money. Exactly. Yeah. That's been something that's been spoken on in a, in a negative light um, in a lot of the, leagues at least you know from from the general public public is that the owners have not done enough to help you know their organizational employees from the bottom all the way to the top right they're they're not really helping those that are kind of at the base of the pyramid you know those people that are working in the stadium those people that are working in maintenance those people that are working in the minor leagues and that kind of stuff they're not putting enough effort into those and it's kind of falling upon these players to put more money forward when right. these owners are, are supposedly billionaires, right? It's yeah, like I mean, the they, yeah, are, I mean, they make, they make the most money. Yeah, so like the, player, the players are taking the initiative and then the yeah. owners are saying, okay, yeah, we're going to donate this too. I thought, or I've seen organizations say, yeah, we're going to, the, the, the organization is going to match any amount that the players donate, Yeah, which is, it's kind of just saying putting pressure on the players to donate when it should be the owners that are heading, you know, the, the charge. I think, I just think, I just think it's, well, uh, it's, it's, it just, it just shows how much greed there really is in the world. In a time yes. like this. Um, 
then again, I, I think the Yankees, just because I follow the Yankees most, but um, they just made a stance that they were going to put, I think, a little over a million dollars to pay their stadium workers. Um, and I know the NBA has been doing a ton of that. Um, but I, yeah, I, I agree with you. It, did, it took a while to get going. Though. It, it, it took a while. And it, it frankly, it took way too long um, for it we're to, to talk about the NBA. Well, OK, we'll get, get to the NBA. I know, but we'll all I'm saying is don't even get me started on my team. We'll get, we'll don't get even to the yeah, NBA. Your team got your team has Corona inside of it. Well, that's we'll get, not what I'm worried about. I'm worried about our owner that needs to sell the goddamn team. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah, I'll get to so, it. There's a lot of so, to sell their team. So moving on, moving on. Um, the other, it's not a major sports league, but the NCAA, which usually we, you know, completely obliterate, and a lot of people completely obliterate for how stupid it they sucks. are and how stupid Mark Emmert is. They have done probably the best job. Not the best job. They haven't done the best job. The NHL has, but I'll get to that later. Um, the NCAA has done a very good job of. It's not perfect though. It's not perfect, but they've done they've done a good job of containing this virus. Um, I mean, obviously, they work with colleges. All the colleges around the country um, and all these schools have gone to online classes, all that stuff. So they have to directly work with the presidents and all that stuff. But they ended up making the right decision to grant that extra year of eligibility to the graduating players who lost their spring seasons. That doesn't apply to winter athletes. So it we won't be apply to, it only applies to people who graduated and right. are going to graduate. Well, it it well, yes, but for a spring sport. So right, like, yeah, yeah, but it doesn't apply yeah. to those who are in their, you know, second and third year who right, lost. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and, and that was the right decision. So we'll be seeing a lot of, you know, players probably coming back for spring sports, even though those spring sports don't get as much attention um as fall and winter college sports. Um that's basically like that mo- most of what they've done, uh, they've suspended recruiting. Um, <clears throat> I remember I was on like a conference call with the Temple football coach a few days ago, and he was talking about how the NCAA is basically in a dead period right now in terms of recruiting. So all he can do is communicate with these recruits through like text messages, Zoom, and all that stuff. He he can't physically go. If out of the them. future of Temple football is on not only Rod Carey's shoulders, but on Rod Carey's texting ability, I am extremely nervous. I don't think that he can convince, you know, he can't even convince me the sky is blue. How can he do that through text? I couldn't tell you. I don't like that. I don't like, I don't, I don't like him. I don't like him as a coach either, but he was, <clears throat> he was fine during this uh, conference call, whatever. Uh, but yeah, the NCAA, is basically, it's, it's in a dead period right now is what it's called. So recruiting is in a much different state. Everything is basically over Zoom um, and through texting um, and all that stuff. <clears throat> the one thing, <clears throat> sorry, um, I don't have Corona. <laughs> I just haven't drank anything all day. Um, the NCAA, Trevor Lawrence, this is, this is a weird thing. Oh, my he God. Up, yeah, he set up the GoFundMe page for Corona, like, patients and for people who have it and it got shut down and apparently it was the ncaa who shut it down and then they came out with with a statement that said that denying that they shut it down but then sam ellinger the texas quarterback also set up a gofundme page that apparently the ncaa helped to put up so i don't know what's going on there um and i know sam ellinger goes to texas 
which is a big time college football school. But if you ask me which one of these guys I want to run a GoFundMe page uh, with the amount of it's, followers it's, that they have, it's, it's Trevor sunshine. Lawrence. Yeah, it's sunshine. It's, 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 uh, yeah, it's Trevor Lawrence. Um, and with a nose that big too, you know, I mean, it's bound to attract a lot of attention. I'm telling you, dude, you could probably smell out the money. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so that, I don't know what's up with that, but the, the one thing that I'm very worried about with NCAA sports is that individual sports could be screwed because of the amount, because of the state of our economy right now and the amount of money that's not being brought in. Um, like for example, some football programs, if next year this season either gets delayed or, you know, they're not playing in front of any fans or there's no season whatsoever, um, that those programs get shut down. And that is something where I'm kind of worried about Temple. If, if we don't have a football season, would Temple football survive given, you know, the, the – we have Given every, given we have, every we have, other football team in Philadelphia, would Temple survive? I think I Yeah, think, exactly. And, and given – no, no, no. But here's the thing. Given the deal that they have with the link, that's a lot of money that they're putting into Lincoln Financial Field to use it. Where like, well, I don't know what that contract looks like, but how much money would, would the universe? How much money would the university be losing in that sense? And would the football team or whatever other team have to take? Right. You know, have to get cut because of that. Um, I don't think I I don't think they would. I don't think really know what the cost is. I just don't think that's something that would get cut. I think the NCAA would do would step in, so these programs don't shut down. Don't shut down, especially if it's a program. I'm not saying Temple's a giant program. No, um, you yeah, know, I, I understand. I just don't big, know. It's and, a bigger market, but it, but it is. But yes. yeah, but I'm not, it's and, not small. But, by but any some some football programs could possibly get shut down because you know money is being brought in, and without fans, you can't play college football. I mean, Temple barely gets fans anyway. Right. I was going to say without, Temple's been playing without fans for years. You know what I mean? Like like the bigger schools. You know, like yeah. those guys. Yeah, are yeah, gonna, yeah. Like like there's exactly. going to be no um, basketball. Same thing. The one that really get screwed here and it doesn't get that much attention is college baseball college baseball gets screwed over so much and it's no one's fault and they get screwed over because so the mlb and the ncaa just announced that they're gonna the the mlb draft is usually 40 rounds yeah right which is an absurd amount of rounds but now they're doing five rounds for the next year because they're they're cutting it from 40 rounds to five rounds which is which is like Dylan said, it's crazy. Um, so they're gonna have approximately like a thousand less players drafted, maybe more. Um, and all those guys that don't get drafted, they're gonna go back to college. All the high school guys that were that declared for the draft, they're gonna go instead go to college, and they're gonna tell these coaches, "I want to play." So these coaches are gonna have, you know, all these kids that were promised scholarships, all those high school recruits that were gonna get drafted, they're all gonna go to college. Um, all those kids, all those juniors, all those seniors that were granted an extra year of eligibility that were going to go get drafted, they're going to come back to school to improve their chances of getting drafted higher up. So these rosters are going to be enormous, and there's not going to be any space for these new players to come in. And it's, a, it's one, a good thing because college baseball, even though it doesn't get that much um, airtime, except for, like, the College World Series, um, College baseball is going to be as good like as it's ever been because there's going to be so many good players coming back, so many good high school players coming in. But these coaches, college baseball doesn't tough, make any. They're going to have to make tough decisions. They're going to, they're going to have to going to have to make tough decisions. They're going to have to cut kids, which is never fun to hear after they've promised their families 
these scholarships and all these playing time. And college baseball also, in the grand scheme of things, doesn't make any money for their universities. It's they don't make a profit really. It's all the money from March Madness and from the college bas and from their college basketball teams and from their college football teams that gets split up into the rest of the college teams on a campus. So baseball is getting money from basketball. Baseball is getting money from football um, and all that stuff. And if there's no college football season next year or if, or if it gets delayed, that money gets lower and lower and lower, which means those teams get less money and less money. So that might also be a that's, thing where – That's the other thing is where the NCAA needs would to, need step, to in. step in. Would need to step in. And, and that's just like – I don't know, man. Like that's – Now the question just, is – the doesn't affect club is, sports though. It doesn't affect club sports. Club sports are self-funded at the end of the day. So right, it's just right. it's 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 very it's very difficult. Like the the college baseball is going to change forever because of this. Um, and you're going to have mid-major programs that are going to get cut, or the NCAA might even do a thing with football, um, where they cut Division One into two different tiers, and you're going to have a ton of teams. I think there's like close to 300 teams all in Division One. And that's going to get probably split in half, something like that, maybe. So the question college is, baseball is, is going to get changed forever. Is Ziggy keeps saying the NCAA is going to have to step in, but does anybody believe they will? I don't think they will. I just I, I don't, don't think they I don't will. think they care enough. I don't think exactly. I don't think they care. If this was in if if a college if it was a big team, sport, if, right? If a college football team or a college football team was in danger, college football, college basketball, sorry, was in danger of getting cut, then they would step in. But they don't give a okay. shit about college baseball. No. They don't care. And it doesn't make the them enough money. In the article I read, it doesn't make them enough money, but and, and you get all these kids that leave early, right? Mm-hmm. Paul Goldschmidt, Paul Goldschmidt was in, was a late round pick. Uh JD Martinez was a 20th round pick. Michael Brantley, seventh round. Uh Anthony Rizzo, sixth round. All these guys are late round picks. They left the draft because they knew they could get drafted. Now those guys, they would come back. Yeah. And it's just the grand scheme of things are going to change. But I, got, yes, I got one or two things I want to say. Um, firstly, with respect to college baseball, I know how we see in college basketball a lot of play, not a lot of players, but there's been kind of this beginning trend of players going overseas to play. To say, well, I, it might just be better for me to get some time against real players, not real players, but in a professional league, that's the environment that fits better, um, where they can actually make money for their talent, right? Would that potentially be an option? Uh, if you know the U.S. is not responding to this pandemic well enough, fast enough, strong enough, in any case of the word, oh, but, other, saying con- if but now? other countries have, other countries have. You're I'm saying, you're, you're I'm asking, saying, you're you're asking the baseball if players. Is there, is, like, would, there would, there be, would there be routes to go to Japan? Would there be routes to go to Korea? Uh, right? I maybe I don't know. That's a really good question. I mean, because that could potentially open up a door, um, maybe never, not for those 20 plus round players, but rounds like five to 10, five to 15, that could maybe, potentially open a door for some of those players. Maybe. The, the only thing is that because they're on a signed contract, they would then become a free agent for the MLB. So they wouldn't get drafted. They would have to, you know, a team would have to, and, and that doesn't really mean anything. Um, right. I mean, but, but I mean, at but, the same yeah, time, they no, could be making, question. I don't know. Um, in a year where they could be like, oh, you could take a fifth year. Or you could. Oh no, that's hard too because I mean, like you know, like you said, for basketball, like Australian basketball is really competitive over there. Chinese China basketball, CBA is really competitive. Japanese baseball, yeah. Japanese baseball is incredibly competitive. Korean baseball is also incredibly competitive. It's nowhere near the MLB, 
Yes, but, but they're but it's incredibly but, competitive. I don't. My thing is, is that like, if some of these kids got cut over in Japan and Korea, what do they do now? So here's here's the other. You know, you're here's not sort in of the, Here's the here's yeah. sort of the flip side. Is I, you know, a lot of those college basketball players too who haven't chosen to go overseas. Maybe choosing to just work out on their own, like J- James Wiseman, who's saying, I, I've proven I have enough talent in the first place. I'm going to do workouts on my own and better myself you know, with my, uh, my, within my own means to get better and prepare for the, for the future year's draft. I don't know if that's a route necessarily that you know, these, these potential fifth years may need to take because you know, for, those, for those that are probably in that mid-round, mid-to-late round with mid to late round stock, college baseball wise, yeah. Do you think it would behoove them to so, say to take a year off and then just because train? because what they're gonna they're gonna have think, to you have you you have to be a student, right? Yes. To get these classes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. either so either they are they they have to have scholarship money allotted to them while still being a student for the extra year, or they can say I don't want to be part of school. Let me work out on my own. I've already spent my four years, three and a half years, right? Three and a quarter years and proving myself. Well, I, I, I think when you're talking about, and obviously there's game speed in basketball and, you know, and you're going up against stronger players. I think when you're, when you're not seeing live game speed pitches, I think that's a whole different animal, honestly. Right. Um, and when, you know, yeah, you get a whole year to train with a wooden bat, you know, like you get a whole year. To, to train maybe on an MLB-sized field instead of a college-sized field. But why not go, um, why not go overseas? I think I would rather, if, 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 you're, if we're talking to options and, the over, and there's the overseas option and you're taking a year off from college baseball and training by yourself, going overseas is much smarter because you get the game speed um, and all that stuff. And I, I would rather do years that. that we're potentially looking to... You go overseas. If, I, if I don't think I don't think it would stop the problem. Options. I just yeah, I don't think it would stop the no. problem. I just think it would potentially provide very, a route for yeah. some players. Well, I think at the end of the day, uh, before we move on to the next league that you want to talk about, at the end of the day, it just seems like people were were the immediate response for the NCAA ending the spring season, right? Smart. And all, all the yeah. sports. No, no, yeah, yeah, it was smart. Yeah. But I'm saying everybody's responses was that sucks for those. You know, for the people in the tournaments, right? And then and March Madness, you have missing out, you miss out that opportunity as a team uh, for the winter sports, but also for the spring sport athletes who are seniors, right? And they don't get to have their last season potentially as a, as an athlete, as a professional, not professional athlete, yeah, like as a college athlete, uh, yeah. period, because they're not moving on to professional sports. And yes, we didn't, even, that, and, and that and we didn't even mention uh, women's college sports, which oh. is. Even, less I mean, even, even, even less funding. Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's, the, it's these, that at the end of the day, well, that gets to my next point is that I don't think we know what the true implic ramification, not ramifications, the, the fallout from this will be this until next be, year. We right. won't. And I don't think, I don't think the scary part is I don't think the NCAA does either. You already have, they're kind of already sort of beginning to prepare for the, for the, uh, a scenario where fall sports doesn't exist. Right, that's yeah. on them to to be moving forward with that now, while other leagues like the NFL are acting like it will. It is going to happen, and we'll get to the NFL too. Right. Um, but but yeah, I, think, so, I think so, with the NCAA, we just don't know how they're going to how they're going, what it's going to imply, what what's the implications are for next year. Not only for sports because it may affect college period as a whole. Right. It may it may it may cause the school itself to be taking funding 
out of merit, right? Yeah, out of and, and or or less scholarships. Right. Or or, or reduce scholarships. And that's to make yeah. it harder for some people who are counting on their athletic prowess to get into college. It's to be harder for those people to, you know, to, to do, do that. that. Yeah. I don't think that's we're gonna really point. know what the real fallout is until until next year. I mean, at the end of the day, you have fucking coaches who are making millions of dollar contracts right and i'm not trying to take away from their talent and right they should be making they're recruiting money but if they can take say say you know ex head coach is making five million dollars a year or and say his school's tuition is forty thousand dollars annually he can take a million dollars from that still have four million left put that towards his athlete scholarships Hopefully right? some people and, do and that to, and to the school and boom how many how many years of scholarships do you have that's right there do the quick maths that's over 20 scholarships that you right offered there. just from that $1 million yeah. out of that's 20% of your paycheck towards the scholarships for those kids. Right. So the school then, doesn't have to worry yeah. about that. And then, the, yeah. and then, but then the argument is, do you, how many there of those are, kids do you cut? Underlying point. There are ways to solve yes, these problems. There are ways. And, it, and it is on these ginormous associations, these overpaid directors and coaches and whatnot. Right. Who, yes, you can, you can say they deserve the money, but they're still overpaid. Every athlete is overpaid in the grand scheme of things. Right. Honestly. Um, but it's on those individuals that are at the top of the food chain to stop the bleeding. It has to be on their shoulders. And it has to be a, a mental you know, fight in their head between do I want my money or do I want to keep this program alive? And from somebody that's it's, in our situation, uh, I, think it, I think it should be an easy the- decision. From, yeah, from you art, the because then, then they're out of a job too. But I also think that it's going to take a lot of pressing, and I think it's going to be a lot of people more of a reactionary thing than a proactive thing. I think I don't think a lot of people with that potential decision will make that decision preemptively, right? I think yeah. a lot of those will kind of have their hand forced by the media, by their school. I don't. I think that you know they'll 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 say you know I believe I should have done this. You know, this is what needs to happen, but I think it'll be so much farther down the line where like they kind of say, okay, well, this is the last resort. I guess I have to do this. Yeah, I'm hoping it doesn't, but that's what I, what I think it's gonna, it's gonna trend. Yeah. Um. But yeah, moving on. NFL. Uh, NHL. NHL. Oh, a good one. NHL. NHL. Uh, the NHL has done a splendid job of dealing with the with COVID nineteen coronavirus, Lerone, Lerona, whatever you want to call it. Um. They've done the best job, um, and there was a fantastic article in Sports Illustrated uh, called The NHL's Big Test Inside the League's Pandemic Response, and it details – and I'm going to touch on two leagues here. I know Dylan has a lot to say on this too. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to touch on the NHL and the NBA basically in a tandem because, as everybody knows, the NHL and the NBA, their seasons start around the same time. Playoffs start around the same time. Play in the same arenas. Play in the same arenas. They end, the seasons end around the same time. And the NBA is always the big brother to the NHL. Whether you like to look at it in that viewpoint or not, that's what it is. The NBA has always been the big brother to the NHL. They always make more money. They're always yeah. more popular. They, they, most of the time, they make it's the true. smart decisions. It's they the have facts. the better, they, they have the more like commissioner. But the NHL has handled the coronavirus so much better than the NBA, um, mainly because – and this article is goes a little bit more in-depth of what I'm going to talk about. Um, 
but and and more of like a first day kind of first perspective kind of thing. But the NBA basically did mass testing on players that weren't showing symptoms of the virus and then were tested positive for it. Kevin Durant, Marcus Smart are two examples of that. Um, the, the two unnamed Lakers players, um, both were- I still, I want those names so badly. I, I, don't, I don't care to have those names, honestly. I, I want to um, know. I have prop bets out. Um, but yet, the, the, the NBA did mass testing when they should not have done mass testing because- They used 58% of, supplies, of the tests in Oklahoma City when they tested the Jazz and the Thunder. Right. How many of those tests could have been used around the country for people that are actually dying of this disease? Yep. Donovan Mitchell uh, and Marcus Smart and all those guys, you know, I, I'm really happy that they're healthy. I'm really happy that they don't have corona anymore. But those guys were not really showing symptoms whatsoever, right? And in a situation like this, this is not the flu, right, where you feel sick, you go to the doctor, right? When you feel like, you know, I have a little bit of a cough, you wait a little bit, you know? You, you wait until you feel those aches and those pains. And these guys were not giving it. In the, in the Instagram videos that they were in and all the other videos that they were putting on Twitter and all that stuff with giving updates, they looked fine and they said they felt fine. The NBA was doing mass testing on people that didn't need to be tested. And so what, just to were, clarify, and, and just to clarify. Were, yes. It was the NBA sending out these tests or purchasing these tests for these teams. It wasn't yes. the teams themselves making this call. It was the NBA kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And the, and there was a wave of backlash. I think the NBA that, that it really has not seen of a public health crisis since, um, because those tests could have been used on people that were dying and on in hospitals around the country. Uh, and it could have saved million, thousands of lives. Right. And the NHL has taken the different stance of, you know, uh, we're not going to mass test because we don't need to. Um, because honestly, and I, and, and, and I don't want to say this, but as an athlete, you're at the peak of your health, right? And obviously anybody, anybody can get this disease. Anybody can feel the brunt of this disease. They're but, not at risk. But, but, but they're, the, but yeah. With it's the, a less of a risk. There's still a less at of a risk, risk, but it's less because, of a risk. Because of because of their bodies and their and how healthy they are and how in shape they are, um, and so the NHL was like, no, we're not going to mass test. Why? Why the hell would we mass test? We're going to give those those tests to people that are actually that actually need it. You know, there there have been players in the NHL that have gotten the disease. They're showing symptoms of the disease, but the ones that show symptoms haven't gotten tested because why? Why would they need to? They're just going to sit in their house and not do anything, and and then recover from it. Um, so yeah, the NHL has done basically the opposite of the NBA and no one has really paid attention to the NHL in this sense because they've done such a good job of it. It's also because nobody pays attention to the NHL except for Correct. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Us. Like except yeah, for me. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. 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 And here here's Alexander Radulov, a player on the Dallas Stars, right? He was showing coronavirus like symptoms. He tested negative. Right? And they go through and these NHL guys they go through the same testing period that, you know, Joe Schmoes like us go through where they go to, to whatever site to get tested. And then they wait a week to 10 days to get their results back. 
unlike the guys in the NBA who got tested in the locker room and then got, got turnaround. Back. It was ridiculous. Turnaround, turnaround was ridiculous. I think this when they knew the the issue is higher up the ladder. Yes, than it just is, the least. It is. Obviously, we're not we're not trying to take political stances or anything, no. but the U.S. government's response to this is glaring. It was glaringly inadequate relative to many other countries' responses to this. And the fact that it, it looks like the NBA, you know, just essentially bought their players in or bought their players' tests, kind of bought their players' answers to, yeah. to this, whether or not they were in search of answers or not, it just highlights the problems in society, right? That money gets yeah. money can buy yeah. you these things. That money can you know, talk about talk about Idris you, Elba. Yeah. It's it's Same it's absolutely thing. ridiculous. Actors, yeah. All so, so we're talking about money. Let's let's talk about some teams' responses to this uh, virus situation. Talking about, talking about your own Philadelphia 76ers? Let's talk about Josh Harris and the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. Please, Josh take Harris, the floor. take the floor. Take the floor. Josh Harris has a lot of money. Like a lot Josh of Harris is also Josh Harris is also the primary uh, owner of the New Jersey Devils as right. well. So he right. was he uh, primary owner of two teams. Was yes. he was he a type of guy that was against? Let me let me let me tell you what he did. NHL, yeah. the just, NHL, just just listen to what I'm saying. Listen, Josh Harris, instead of you know just paying a little bit of extra money that'll be pocket change to him to help out his employees that are living paycheck to paycheck working in the Wells Fargo center and for the organization um, decided to uh, send them a memo that said they had to take a pay cut. Yeah. But you know who didn't have to take a pay cut? Elton fricking brand. Okay. And then after Sixers uh, Twitter the GM, bullied them, the GM of, the GM and former basketball player, mind you, um, yes. who had a pretty decent career. And, uh, he made, and he made millions on his career. Many monies. Yes, he made yeah. many monies. Um, and he's making more monies as the GM. Yeah. So, and he's given away all of our money to some bum center, but that's another for, that's another discussion. Not Embiid Horford. Um, anyway. Yeah, good catch. So, good catch. Yeah, I had, to, I had to clarify that Embiid's not a bum, it's Horford. Anyway, uh, he's a double agent for the Celtics. But I digress. So... So then Embiid's like, well, I'm going to give $500,000 500, because I'm a good person and I understand that there's people who need this more than me at the current moment. And it's like, wow, Embiid, thanks, man. And then Josh Harris and the Sixers still didn't do anything. But then apparently Michael Rubin, one of the other partial owners of the Sixers, was not made aware of this circumstance. They kind of did it without his, like, that they were going to make him cut pay. So he freaked out. But people don't know how true that is because he just might be like – might be just be saying that's right face. Might just be like safe face. But so then eventually, as Sixers fans do normally, Philadelphia fans do normally, we bullied our team. <laughs> and uh, the pressure in the media and but, hey, is, it, is it bullying if it's for a good cause? Yeah, it's bullying, but okay, it's okay. Just, just clarify. It's okay. It's, it's that's what bullying. we do. Yeah. I mean, like, winning is a good cause. So we have to bully them at home so that they win at home. And that's why they don't win on the road. They're afraid of us. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, you know. Eventually, now this has turned out into every time the Sixers post something on Twitter after they responded and basically they reverted the statement and they were like, yeah, we're sorry about our ways. And the statement was just PR bullcrap. Like, 
So they reverted that they were going to make people take pay cuts and everything. But now there is a movement in Sixers fans that the team needs to be sold. I mean, so Sixers I mean, Josh, fans are done with it. Josh Harris has not made himself to be a likable guy the last few years. I don't know if you well, heard look, about the thing he did a few years. I, I, yeah, I'm not going to go into that because I want to still talk yeah. about other leagues. But, but yeah, yeah it's just like it's 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 absurd. It's absurd. It's shameful that it's like it's just ridiculous. It's yeah. Ridiculous. Dude's got many, many, many monies. Many monies, like many like monies. too many monies that I could even explain. Yeah. Well, yeah, we want to spend um, our next episode just counting like, one by one how many monies look, he has. The room that I'm currently in, you could probably stack up all of Josh Harris's money in here and it still would for be. For one team. For one team. For, for one, one team. team. Yeah. yeah. Like he, and it's just, it is just. Mm. Yeah. That's anyways. Anyways. Um, so it's not well, just the league issue it's in the, the NBA. It's, it's, the the teams. The, it's the teams, yeah. And the except NBA for, like, the Mavericks. Except for, like, the Mavericks. Yeah. Mark because Cuban, Mark Cuban's just uh, a fantastic person. So, okay. I mean, dude, he's, he's, he run, he run, he's on Shark Tank. He knows his we, money. We're Mark, he knows the power of money. We're, Mark, we're uh, cherry picking is a Mark Cuban stand. Do you Mark know Cuban. where um, he is from? Pittsburgh. He is from the city of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh, so they finally gave uh, they gave something good to the country for once. Uh, a lot, lot, lot of people hate Mark Cuban. Yes, a lot of people don't like Mark. A Cuban. lot, a lot of people don't like Mark Cuban. So you, we you, like you Mark know. Cuban though. Um, He's from uh, Mount Lebanon. For those, well, I don't, who, I don't oh know. yeah, we all know where that Everybody is. Everybody knows yeah, where Lebo is. is yeah. Yeah. Nope. What's his face? Somebody that played that played for uh, uh for for Alert in the fall went to Lebo. Rob, right? What's his name? Rob? I don't know. He Rob was at one of the fall tournaments. We like Rob Sturzinski. He plays uh, B now. Good kid. Yeah. Nice uh, good kid. Um, anyways, uh, last maybe not wait, the wait, last. Wait, thing, wait, 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 real quick. Yeah. Um, Adrian Wojnarowski, six minutes ago, is part of cutbacks within approximately eighty companies within the Larry H. Miller Group. There are layoffs underway within a Utah Jazz organization. Tells ESPN. Whoa. Sources say those cutbacks are limited to non-basketball staff, and some employees are taking compensation reductions. Sad. I do. And then they, I'm not they trying gave to play. And it's God. not. It's I probably saving, saving face. It's probably yeah, BS. I think that I'm not trying to play a devil's advocate. I do think the owners need to step in, but how long can they step in? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, no, yeah, that's right. It's just like. It's at the end of the day, you, you can't really be paying these people their full salaries or I guess wages in that sense forever right and, and you can't do that which is why you you know you you do it now so that we can combat this disease as fast as possible so that we can get back to normal life and i right. understand that you know like you said they can't do this forever because they have their but, own but they, they should they, they should do it for a period of time correct you can't yes. you can't just you can't just you know kink the hose because you can't just not do it. You can't just not blow do it. up at the back end. Yeah, I don't know. But none of us are economists. None of us know what's going on. I've heard a lot of talk right. from economists saying that you know we're about to enter a depression. We're not rather than just a recession. We're, this is it needs to be. Is this this is so you know unprecedented? But hey, even even worse is that you know it's going to be Joe Biden running against Trump, which is which is which is which is. Which is the most depressing sentence I've said in probably the past few few years. 
Anyway. Anyways, anyways. Wait, you know um, who's doing really good in the Sixers, though, besides Embiid? Uh, ben yeah. Simmons started this organization called the Philly Pledge, and basically Philadelphia sports media members and Philadelphia athletes are donating That's so nice. much money to it. And it's like a food thing for, like, underprivileged people. Fantastic. It's great. It's great. And he's been like Ben Simmons has spearheaded it, and it's it's awesome. I, that's the one thing I do respect a lot about the city of Philadelphia, the city. I respect they, Ben for this. I, I yeah, for sure. Yeah, but they they the, care about their community. They bind together so hard, so passionately when they care about something. Yeah. Whether whether if they care about it correctly or not is another thing. But like when when they back something, they you won't. They won't half-ass it. We're passionate people, and I think yeah, you've yeah. learned to uh, understand that. Knowing I, res- me. I respect <laughs> it. I don't always agree with it, but I, re- I do respect it. Yes. Any more leagues, Don? Yes, one more league. The uh, Belarusian League. No, uh, the NFL, the National Football oh, League. Oh, the worst one. Uh, the worst one, yeah. Um, I mean, the NBA has been the worst one in a sense, but the NFL is just stupid. Uh, the NFL is just dumb. Roger Goodell's an idiot. Um, anyways, for the NFL um, – Season will start next fall um, or whenever it starts. Um, and, you know, the, the draft is later this month. Um, you know, pro days, the combine already happened. All pro days got canceled. All owners meetings got canceled. I will ask you a very simple question. Where is the NFL draft being held? Las Vegas. Nevada. Las Vegas. What state, not what state, is Las Vegas shut down, Dylan? Is, I don't the answer know. is yes. Isn't it shut the down? Is yes. I Don, think that's when you know. Las Vegas is shut down. That, the, the answer is yes. Las Vegas is shut down. So in the NFL, all public events in Las Vegas have been canceled for the foreseeable future, suspended, postponed, whatever you want to call it. The NFL draft is still on. Oh, and, and it's this month, by the way. It is this the month. NFL, the NFL draft it's is It's not like is, May or right. June. It's in like and three they're, weeks. And, and they're not going to do it, you know, with a crowd and all that stuff that's going to be virtual. Roger Goodell's going to be there. He's going to be connected with all 32 teams, all whatever top prospects um, that are going to be there, that are going to be on a call or something. I don't know how they're going to do it. Um, Zoom. But Zoom, yeah, whatever. Um, but for, and I'm going to be quick on this, but I think that it's – I don't think that they should – I think that they should maybe wait to hold the draft. I might be in the minority there. Um, or not, I don't know, um, because they're not giving. I don't. I don't think they're giving enough of these players a chance to really work out and show show their stuff before the draft. Personally, um, I disagree. I, know, I think. I, I think. I think player workouts and that stuff and combine. How much is that? How much does that really change? So I mean, it, it affects just, people's draft stock somewhat, usually negatively. But how much does it really change? A. B. I think that they, if they have the mindset right now that the league is going to start on time and which that's I think, what i really I want to get things. to i think it's a fair thing to have right now i think right now if you think it's gonna start on time that's fine yeah. right you don't have you don't have player workouts that makes sense precautionary have the draft virtually for the safety of the public i think that's fine most of the stuff that happens there is just for show that's just for tv at the end of the day you could honestly do this entire draft through email if you really needed to yeah right but but it is but it's through media uh so, I mean, I, I, I understand that, but if they happen, if they need to postpone the start of the league due to the situation progressively getting worse, having the players already drafted takes that out of the equation. If they're able to do that now, then they don't have to worry about it later if things get worse. Yeah. You know I just, I mean? yeah. I, 
that that's not really what I, I, I wanted to touch on that. But the thing that I really want to talk about is the fact that they're saying that, you know, like we are going to, the season will go on as scheduled. It's going to start on time, yada, yada, yada. Um, and, you know, like that's with where we are right now in early April and the season doesn't start until, what, like September, I think, maybe something like that. Um, it's the first week of September. First week of September. Um, you know, that that's fair that they might be saying that they're still hopeful that the season will start on time. But in all these conference calls um, and, and all this other stuff, um, they're, they're basically saying, like, the season will start on time. It's going to start on time. We, have, we haven't had any ongoing discussions about that. All international, is, all international games are expected to happen. It is like, rather what? unnerving that, that you haven't they had don't a discussion see, about it. Doesn't, it doesn't seem like – well, here, I think they're lying. I think they have, they have to have had a discussion they about it. They have to have discussions about it, but the fact that they're being so adamant the fact that, that they, Roger, yeah. the adamant about that the season is going to start on time, it's, it's unnerving. The fact it that really they, is unnerving. Even if they said, hey, we are preparing to have for a sure contingency play – for yeah. this. We don't we don't know the details of that yet. Those will be worked out over the coming weeks, but we are preparing to have a contingency plan for this in case things get worse. You have, for example, I compare this to the Australian Football League, which was on for one week, right? And it was on for a week because doctors said, hey, we, we, we it's fine for this week without fans. We feel like it will shut down at some point and the AFL said, that's fine. We'll play as long as you guys say we can play. They listen to, you know, the doctors in Australia. But then after, after like during week one, like on the second day of week one or third day, I guess, of week one, they said, all right, they made the announcement during halftime of one of the games and said, <clears throat> excuse me, no more league. It's over. The woman's season's – the championship is canceled. It won't even be played. They were in the finals to be played the following week. The men's season will be postponed. And they said it'll be, it'll be postponed until April 30th. And the commissioner said, over these next three weeks, we'll be working on a contingency plan for this to be started up sometime later. He says, it will be started up, and if it doesn't get started up, we're going to have plans for that too. We're going to plan for all possible outcomes of – hold out right now and that is gives reassurance for everybody and then he right. started explaining over the next week how they're going to plan to help the non-essential staff and whatnot the nfl isn't doing that there no, is no not. sense they're, of, they're not and of, they're not and and what's even worse is that roger goodell is going all dictator on everybody he's got this strong man or team that he's trying to show off he's threatening nfl and team employees in a memo that if they talk about the coronavirus to reporters in like an NFL sense of the things, he's gonna he's threatening them with fines, and and even worse if they disagree with him publicly in what his stance and what the NFL is doing uh, to combat this virus, he's he's also threatening them with fines. I think that's if there ridiculous. is any you sort of concern, if there's any sort of concern over the coronavirus, and the NFL does not take assertive action, the NFLPA will. The players will oh my God, yeah. lock out about that no matter what. You know, it's the players aren't out of touch. The players understand. Yeah. Normal people once in their life, they weren't handed a billion dollars upon birth. Exactly. But you know who thinks, who does have, uh, I don't have a segue. The Belarusian Football League is what I want to talk about real quick. The only professional league in the entire world that is still active as far as I am aware. It's so, it's active to the point, people are so craving sports to the point that major Media companies like ABC and CBS are now releasing articles in the past 24 hours saying, here are the odds you should be taking for these leagues. Here are the teams you should be rooting for in these leagues, which is absolutely ridiculous. I'm, the one I'm looking at is from Australia, but that's besides the point. These major networks are, are, are picking these up for whatever reason. I saw ESPN had something, something too. FIFA Pro, which is the Players Association for football players in the world, 
uh, the global union, described the situation as, or the situation, the continuation of the BPL, the Belarusian Premier League, as, quote, frankly, not comprehensible. <laughs> that's the best way to put it, honestly. I, I think, think the, that's, it's just, it's was just it the president the, or like the league commissioner? It might have been somebody even higher up in the Belarusian government um, was out playing hockey, I think, on the streets uh, because he was like, yeah, it doesn't mean anything. As far as doesn't mean anything, and we're just going to keep our soccer season going. Yeah. Well, the 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 president, uh, President uh, Lukashenko, I think is how yes. you pronounce his last name, said it's not. It's only like you know, less than a hundred, I think, as of a couple of days ago, confirmed cases and only a handful of deaths. Uh, or I think I don't think there was a confirmed death yet. To be honest, I think that's the re- this main reason was there's not a confirmed death yet. It's only you know less than a hundred confirmed cases. Uh, the amount of money that's in this, it's, it still generates money for, for us. Why not? I don't see the worry. It's, it's not, it hasn't gotten in the borders yet. Um, maybe because your country is not piss poor, but it's not very rich. So how do they have access to all of these tests to know that how many people have it? People are still showing up to games like naked, not naked, but like half naked. I mean, the most protection you're going to get for fans that are packing this pack of these games is like a scarf over their face, which is more or less over there anyway, because it's cold. I think it's I think it's just irrational for this league to be still on. I think oh my it's god, funny. yeah. Totally. I think, it, I think and, it's funny. And it's crazy. It's even crazier because you have the EPL, the MLS, and the Champions League are all either suspended or they're postponed indefinitely. Yeah. The WNBA postponed their season indefinitely. Golf, tennis, the Masters, PJ Championship, every yes. sport they lead every in the world. NASCAR suspended. The Kentucky Derby is suspended for the first time in history, and the NFL has not had any discussions regarding this, and the Belarusian Soccer League is still on. I would just like to say one thing. Stunning. I'm say glad it. my team owner is Jeffrey Lurie, who just donated a million dollars to coronavirus relief in Philadelphia as of six minutes ago. There you I'm go. glad he's my That's owner. Okay. Fantastic individual. Yeah. What about, what about right. the other guy? What about the Sixers guy? Well, you know. Different guy. You don't acknowledge him. Hashtag sell the team. Now for the second part. I said second half earlier in the show, but it's now turned into the second part. It shouldn't be that long anyways. But like I said, we all have rival teams that we hate. But that doesn't mean that we cannot have respect for players that have passed through that organization for the most part during our lifetimes. We're going to get into those. We're going to go league by league. We're going to start with the MLB. MLB. All right, Don. So I'm a big Yankee guy. So... The two teams, a lot of the Yankee fans hate, like, the Orioles and the Blue Jays because it's in the same division. I personally don't hate those teams. Two teams that I dislike the most are the Red Sox and the Mets. Uh, the Yankees' two biggest rivals, I'd say. Um, I don't, and the Astros. I don't respect anybody on the Astros, though. Um, but the, the Red Sox um, – you respect Red no Sox. player. You respect no player that has been to the Astros organization. You don't respect Lance Berkman. You don't respect the Puma himself. You don't respect Craig Biggio. You don't. Re- no. Okay. No? Well, you know what I mean. Just stop it. Stop it. The Red Sox, Mookie Betts. I know he's not on the team anymore, but I can't help but respect the hell out of Mookie Betts. Uh, he keeps his mouth shut. He plays the game the right way. Um, pretty simple. Mets, David Wright. Uh, I just don't think there can be anything else said uh, about David Wright. I think when I was. When I was a kid, I loved David Wright so much that I begged my dad to get me a David Wright Mets shirt. And he got me one, even though we're huge Yankee fans. And 
I don't know. Do you still have it? No. Um, I wish I did. I wouldn't wear it because I really don't like the Mets. But I love I David thought, Wright, and I respect the hell out of him. He's the ca- thought, he's the captain for the Mets. He's a good. He's a great dude. He can't segway. Hard to, hard to hate him. Oh, I hate quick. the Mets. Real quick, I need to. I need to. Just you guys will hopefully have memories of this. I can. You're like in mid speech, Dylan. When when Donnie said, uh, "I begged my dad for a," I swear he was gonna say David Wright, fathead, and. I don't know. I, I, had, I had an obsession with fatheads as a kid. I like fatheads, yeah. Never got one. Asked Dylan, them every Christmas. But that's Dylan. it. I just want to say fat. Dill. Segway. I hate the Mets more than Donnie hates the Mets. Yes, and David that's Wright true. is the proper answer. It's yeah. David Wright or current player would be Jacob DeGrom. Yeah. Um, the other two teams, Atlanta Braves, Freddie Freeman. It pains me to say it, but I can't hate Freddie Freeman. You just can't hate him, and I hate the Braves, but you can't hate Freddie Freeman. You just, you just can't. You just can't. Um, and the Nationals. I hate the Nationals, like, a lot. It's really painful that they won the World Series. But now it's a little less painful because I hate cheaters more than I hate the Nationals. So, you know, there's a little bit in between. Yeah. However, the answer for the Nationals is uh, Max Scherzer. Not Zimmerman. Okay. Um, I don't care for him. Scherzer, Scherzer's a good one. Scherzer is way too good for Scherzer me is, to hate him, basically. Is so, he's so he's good. Just, just, and he's just like a tough dude. Like, he, when he yeah. broke his face, they came out. When he out broke his nose, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then he threw like an eight-inning game against the Phillies, and they struck out yeah. like 12 times. So I was like, what? Oh, that, yeah, I so that's my three for baseball. I don't, dis- I don't disagree with it. I don't disagree with that. Uh, my three, all in the NL Central. For the same reasons I believe that you chose Freddie Freeman, Dill, I'm gonna choose Anthony Rizzo. I like that one. I think I think it's I think he's like just, he's hard to hate hard to hate that kind of guy. It's hard to hate he's him. just a funny guy. He he apologizes to umpires after he yells. I, I know. I he, mean, he reminds me a lot of Andrew Luck. Okay. And in the terms of it. he's he's just a genuine genuine human being. I can see it. Uh, yeah. I was gonna say both of them in Indiana, but I don't think. Uh, Chicago's in, in Indiana. No, not, not last time I checked. Uh, Cardinals. Adam Wainwright. That's another good answer. Of all people, upstanding dude. Always had our number. Never liked him, but uh, I, I do respect him. And then the Reds. Brandon Phillips. Now, what do you? I, I have a question. What do you have against Joey Votto? I. It's part of me. I just don't like him. Maybe for the he's same reasons. Maybe for he's maybe for funny. the. I think he's I, funny. I don't think he he's is, funny, no. but he's an ass. I just don't ass. like him. I think okay, maybe Ryan Zimmerman. I don't think he's an ass, but for whatever reason, Dylan just doesn't like him. I think for me, it's the same he's thing. So I just don't. I just don't really care for Joey Votto. I respect a lot about Brandon Phillips. Dude's a yeah. extremely underrated player for you know for slick a reasons. Slick, slick fielder. That's what I'm saying. He's such a smart player as well. He doesn't get yeah. enough credit for how how smart of a second baseman he was. I like Joey Votto for the record, but that doesn't mean he's not an ass. I like Brandon. I like Brandon Phillips too. I like these. Are, these are all good ones. Um, I told you we're not going to have a lot of debate here. I think no, which is fine. Something yeah. that's that's unanimous. Not unanimous, but that is you know. Well, it also res- doesn't respect help the fact is res- that respect is respected. Rival teams for us are happen to be a lot of each other's teams in certain occasions. So, <laughs> uh, there's not a, there's all not right, a lot of overlap. Football, NFL, yeah. Uh, Eagles, Carson Wentz. Nothing else really to be said. There's honestly a lot of guys on the Eagles that I really respect, especially on 
uh, like the current team and the teams of the last few years, like guys like Fletcher Cox, Brandon Brooks. I really like a lot just of those guys. People. They're just, They're good, just people. good people. They're just good people. Um, it helps that, you know, I have the Philadelphia media market around me. Um, but yeah, but I, Carson White's tip of the cap to, to Carson. Uh, it's a lot of shit. Doesn't deserve it. Uh, Cowboys. I really hate when the Giants play this guy. He's and especially earlier in his career, Jason Witten. Jason Witten destroyed the Giants, and but he was just good. he was just a really good football player. And don't respect really, him as a commentator, though. Don't respect him as a no, commentator. not as a commentator, but as a football player, I respect the hell out of him. Dog um, I disagree with that one. I, I'm just hats, saying for the record, yeah, I disagree yeah, yeah. with it. Patriots, Stephon Gilmore. And Stephon Gilmore, because Stephon Gilmore is a shutdown corner. Uh, he, I don't shouldn't know how have many... won. he shouldn't have won DPOY. No, but he did. And he was in the running for it. And he's won it before. Um, I think he's won it before. Um, I'm not sure, actually. But, but he's, always been, in, he's always been in the conversation for that. And Stephon Gilmore, um, also similar to other guys that I have on my list, keeps his mouth shut and just plays football. Um, and... Doesn't cause a lot of penalties. Doesn't say anything bad, really. Doesn't get in trouble with anything. He just plays that football, and he's choice, just always good at it. That choice confuses me because of how short he's been on in that organization. I think, there were, I, think, I think there were other, other individuals from he isn't, he, he, from it's not like he's, year. But it's not like he's been there for, like, five minutes. He's been there for, like, he's been two there for years? a couple of seasons. I think he's only it's been, been there two more years. Than two, I know it's been more than two years, I think. All right. Anyways, right. that, that's my three for football. So this I think hurts. there's better options for the for the Patriots. I respect them, but anywho. No, they're cheaters. There's not many options. Um doesn't mean they're not good, but they're cheaters. Um so quickly before I go, twenty seventeen the present for Stephon Okay. So uh Dallas Cowboys, the only answer that's acceptable is Sean Lee. Um, okay, no, that's a good one. Sean Lee's an excellent Excellent. Yeah, I do not respect Jason Witten. He's good, but I don't respect him on the field enough to respect him and as a whole. Off the field, I respect him, but on the field, I don't. Um, not in the booth, though. Well, yeah, but yeah, that's I consider that on the field. Um, the Giants, uh, Tiki Barber. It's a good answer. I like I like Tiki. Uh, actually, that's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. That is a lie. That is a lie. I met, I I don't know why I said the answer is Michael Strahan. Um, okay. Yeah, I would have better, answer. So. better I, answer. I said I for some reason Tiki just keeps popping into my head, but the real answer is not Michael. It's not Tiki. It's Michael Strahan. Um, and the third one, uh, I've been having a lot of issues determining what my third least favorite team is recently. Um, because Washington yeah. is just like they're irrelevant, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, but like I hate them so much. Um. But then it, there's also like you know the Patriots, but like there's like a disconnect for me between like those that Boston team and other Boston teams, even though I like despise the city. Um, so I think I, I have to stick with, I have to stick with the Redskins. Um, Washington franchise. Yeah, sorry, Washington franchise. Okay. And, we uh, caught them. We caught them. Uh, there's not many on that team that I could respect. To be completely honest with there's you, there's one. Um. If Kirk was still on the team, I, I would say Kirk. Um, but 
Chris Coley. I'm not a Chris Cooley guy. The answer is Sean Taylor. Uh, the answer is Sean Taylor. Okay. The answer yeah, is Sean Taylor. No, it, it, is. Is. Like, it is. Yeah. And I know he's not on the team anymore either, but like the answer is definitely Sean Taylor. Yeah. And Kirk wasn't a Redskin, a, a, a Washington player long enough for me to. So the answer has got to be Sean Taylor. I also, I liked, uh, I like Clayton Portis for a bit, but anyway. Yeah, but then Clint Clint Portis had like some, uh, you know. Yeah. Well, notice I said for a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, We'll start. We'll start from. Yeah, you done? I I respect all this. I said you're done in a very like aggressive tone. (laughs) Uh, For the for the Browns, no. I don't respect. I am actually moving on to the uh, Premier League. No. No. Uh, (laughs) No, we're playing soccer. Browns. Joe Thomas. Only player, only player in that organization I can even think of respecting. Yeah, that's fair. Joe Tom, just because, and he retired before, like you know, they were beginning to enter relevancy. Feels bad, but yeah, that's the only only guy. Ravens, not a lot. Same thing. I can't really, couldn't really name more than Ed Reed off the cuff. I think it's Ed Reed. I think that's it. I don't respect anybody else. Uh, somebody else you probably should respect on that team, Tory Smith. I know he's on a team anymore. Yeah. Yes. I don't always associate him with the Ravens, though. I associate him more with he's he kind of hops around. He wasn't there long enough for me to yeah. kind of I would have said probably would have said Justin Tucker. As, yeah. my, as my as my secondary. Yeah. Uh and then for the Patriots, you guys are disagree with me. But I I just as a football player, I respect, I respect Tom I, Brady. I respect Tom Brady as a football player. I do. Yes, yes so do yes. I. He's, yes, 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 he's a, yes, he's been had some cheating issues. Yes, his off the field antics are kind of weird, but when it boils down to yeah, it, yeah, I, I, mean, I respect him and how he's mm-hmm. the one player that has really had my team's number. Yeah, th- no matter yeah. what, no matter yeah. what. Yeah. All right, yeah. moving on to the one that I, I don't think we should have ended with this. I think we probably should end it with the NFL, but well, moving I mean, on the NBA. Well, no, I have the NHL. I don't really have. Oh, we, we don't. Have we the have NHL. the. Oh my! So I, no I one hasn't have, had a good job of keeping you. track. Yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. have. I don't have NBA, any NBA ones personally. Um, I, there's not really a team in the NBA who I hate. Um, oh, oh, I can rattle some off. Um, actually, no, actually, I got, I got I'll, answers I'll, for. I'll say, I'll say an NBA one. Uh, the Celtics. I really don't like the Celtics, but I respect the hell out of Isaiah Thomas. That's it. Um, I like Isaiah Thomas. I like Isaiah Thomas. He's fucking trash. I like him. I, I hate, respect him. I, I respect hate him. him. He's got I the biggest Napoleon complex in the world. The only answer for the Celtics is Kemba. It's because he's not really a Celtic. Um, the only answer for the Los Angeles Lakers is LeBron because I on court it's Brad Wanamaker. No one cares. He's he's irrelevant. He he gets like six minutes a game. He played um, for Pittsburgh. He's their, he's their backup point guard. Oh well, that's just put some respect um, on his name. Uh, LeBron. Obvious reasons. I don't even like LeBron. Like I said, like on court, like I'm not a LeBron fan in the Ooh. slightest. But on court and off court, he's a respectable human being. Um, I'm gonna have to look minus the whole uh, response to the Daryl Morey thing. But um, and who else would it be? Um, so I, I really, I, I despise the Knicks to like the utmost degree because there's New York in front of them, and. Um, what it comes down. Actually, recently I hate the Miami Heat more. I'll go with Jimmy Butler on the Miami. Why Heat. do you hate the? Wow. I, okay. 
the Miami Heat and Sixers have had quite a few very, very yeah, he's, yeah. Well, he's I mean, intense, intense games in the past two, three years. I mean, nobody likes Kelly Olynyk. Let's we can say the the players. Yeah, he's like respect, a Billy Goat. Players we respect the least. <laughs> he is a bottom God, of that list. Damn. But I, I respect I, Jimmy Butler. I, I respect the organization. To be I don't. Yeah, I, think, I don't. I, Eric Spolster is a hell of a coach. Fantastic coach. Pat Rowley's made some great, great decisions. I think it's a good organization. Yeah, I don't respect him. All right. Am I up? Yeah. Yeah. For NBA again, as a Bucks fan, it's not. There, there is some. I do have answers, but I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I, I. It's not like in my city, and it's hard to kind of be behind rivals that you haven't really followed for more than like ten years. I've only been following this team for about seven years. So, but this, so they're growing. We'll start with the Raptors. That's been more of a recent one. Um, I do believe the one of the few players I respect a lot of the Raptors. To be honest, I think it's another well-run organization. To be honest, Kyle Lowry, North Philly made through and through. He's, oh through my god! Through. Oh my because, god! Get out of here! Because Get out of here. Ziggy, Ziggy, you know where he went to college? You know where? No, he, no, you know where I'm, he went. I'm a, yeah, I know, he's a Nova boy. Dude, but he's from I, Philly, and I'm telling you that that is the wrong answer. I think I he's think from he Philly. is he is the good version of Patrick Beverly. In the point that he is an animal, he's tenacious. He does a lot that pisses right, people that's off. It. I'm leaving. Goodbye. But I respect him for that. He kind of has that that uh, that bulldog mentality. I don't know. Some about him. I respect. I could have said Serge Ibaka. You haven't watched enough of his games. Could have said Serge Ibaka. Same. Just said thing. Pascal. Not yet. Oh my god. Not not oh yet. Oh my god. You're telling me. I don't. I, not Whatever. yet. People. Whatever. People. It's it's for, it's because people compare him to. He's the next Giannis. He isn't. Uh, Oh my Detroit. God. Oh my Detroit. God. Stop. Detroit. 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 It isn't. Uh, it's in the. It's no, in the it's way up there. It's in the dishwasher right now. Uh, <laughs> Detroit. Christian Jesus. Wood. Quish. Christian Wood. Uh, the Detroit Pistons are like the Brody secondary, free. secondary G League team of the Bucks because like half All their right, team is former last... Bucks players. Okay. Literally half their team are former Bucks players. Like Brandon Jennings, Thon Maker, Christian Wood, uh, Tony Snell. John Henson's now there. It's ridiculous. I respect Is Christian really? Wood. Yeah, hell of a yeah. He came over in the Drummond deal. Uh, hell okay. of a player. Didn't get enough time in, in in Milwaukee. Now he's really showed himself in New Orleans and now Detroit. Last Dylan boys, the Sixers. You guessed it. You know exactly who it is. Michael Carter Williams. The just one. Kidding. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Robert Covington. Okay. I think he was a guy who he was there through the process. He was there at the lowest of lows. And now he's in a situation. Boy started in the G League and yeah. then he got paid. And now he's in a situation where he is he was coveted. <laughs> coveted Covington at the at the deadline. And now he's in a situation on a on a contender. I know he he was kind of the a consequence of the final stages of the process. Right? One of the most frustrating players, but one of my favorite. I, yeah, <laughs> he was no, so I, I do respect him. And because Ugh. fuck you, Dylan, uh, Arsenal, I respect Seth Fabregas. Spurs, I respect Harry Winks no matter how many times I tell people I hate Harry Winks. And Manchester City, I respect Kevin De Bruyne. I'm done. That's all the soccer. Boom. Okay, hockey. Okay, but no, oh, nobody hockey. knows what I, I, had, I had to No, we don't care. You're done. You're done. We don't care what you have to say about hockey. Um, hockey. Uh, Mario for the Penguins. Okay, uh, Mario Penguins. or the Flower. No one cares what you have to say. Don't speak. Um, what is, uh, Rangers. Well, why, why, Hank, not hmm? Hank, why not Sid? Why not Sid? Yeah, good. Respect. Go ask somebody else that question. Oh my goodness. Go ask somebody else that question. Him, but you were, you, we talked about Rangers. Rangers, Rangers long quiz. I don't Rangers. respect him off the course, though. I don't respect him off the ice. I don't. Um, because I think he's a bitch. But that's not the point. Um, Mario or the flower, either one of those two. Um, 
um, Rangers. Um, Rangers, Hank, and um, uh, well, the Bruins, Islanders. David. Uh, no, Bruins, David Pasternak. Good. Uh, Pasternak's nasty. Uh, yeah. You and me have talked about him plenty of times. Um, for hockey, for me, Islanders, John Tavares, Dottie close. I hate everybody else for the, on the Islanders. Um, actually, the, the one dude right now is really good. Uh, Barzal is really good, and I respect him. But Tavares, not close. Flyers, Giroux. Um, I've been told I look like Claude Giroux too, so <laughs> there's that. He was um, you got that little, you got the little ginger. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. I like, I like Claude and Devils. Martin Brodeur, arguably the greatest goalie of all time. Um, helped set towards the end of his career. The Rangers shit on him, and it was nice to see them finally beat him. Uh, but oh, it's kind of like the Flyers with Hank. Mm, yes, nice. no, exactly, honestly. <laughs> uh, and Bro- but Brodeur, nothing else to be said about him. Arguably yeah. the greatest goalie. Right. You got My anything? Opinion. My opinion doesn't matter. Caps, I have Ovi. I think that's a, that's a fair bet. Fuck Tom Wilson. If you have Kelly Olenek, you got Tom Wilson in the same exact boat, and, they, and that boat should be sunk. Uh, Flyers, I'm going to say Giroux, but I'm not going to say because I respect him all, on the ice because I, because I only respect him off the ice. How about that? Does that seem like a rebuttal? He, he tipped me well at the restaurant what? I used to work at. Uh, he, no, he's just, just, he's just being contradiction just, because I don't like Crosby. Oh, yeah, my God. Eat my ass. So that wraps up today's episode. Uh, what are we looking forward to in the next week? Nothing. Nothing at all. I'm looking forward to getting into the Belarusian Premier League because I need something to watch. Looking forward to maybe finishing up some some franchise modes on video games. <laughs> oh. Also, honestly, yeah. I've been I've been reading a lot more sports books lately, um, and I've been and I'm looking forward to cracking into those. Words. Hey, by the way, uh, Donovan Hugel. Is being accused right now of restarting games in career mode when he's salty. All right, we're um, done. In multiple things. And <laughs> that is that is a sin. You don't do that. If you suck, you play through those games and get better. That's how right, you get done. better. You don't restart games because you're a coward. Ziggy. Absolute living. coward. Ziggy. All right, Ziggy. fellas. Ziggy, see you you're on the flip in, side. You're living in the dungeon next year. That's what you're doing. You're living in the basement. I'll live in the dungeon as long as I don't see you restarting your games. All right. See you next week. I've used Newport <laughs> County. I've had I'm eight seasons in. In my FIFA mode, never restarted the game in my life, and I stand by that. End of the end of the episode. Good See you game. next week. Thanks for listening. Follow us on our socials at underscore cherry picking. <laughs> Don, Don, do you want to restart the episode too? How about that, huh? Fuck off. <laughs>